I'm fine, Mom. I mean, I'm not fine. Not really. I can... I can feel it. My powers are still broken. Everything feels broken. Including us. I know. I shouldn't have run off like I did. But you guys just... You didn't listen. You've taken me and Val through the universe, through the multiverse, showing us amazing things in dangerous situations. You spent your life preparing me to go out in the world to learn. And now, when I want to learn about myself, about mutants, about people like me, you won't even talk with me about it. Hello and welcome to episode 435 of Under the Cull of MS. That was a little Franklin Richards quote from X-Men Fantastic Four, volume 2, number 4, issue 4. Uh... This is a normal Thursday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of health stuff, a little bit of whatever. Don't really have much for comics today, other than a, a short run and a trade. So we'll start that out, starting out with Franklin Richards, Son of a Genius, Ultimate Collection, book two from Marvel Comics. My wife talked me into getting this during a sale deal, and we found out that it wasn't on sale, or it was only 20% off. But I figured, what the heck. It's uh, got a lot of a, a long read inside it. A lot of information. A lot of fun stories and stuff. But yeah, my wife didn't realize that it was a $20 book. It's a small trade, and she thought it was in the 50, 50% off rack. And of course, she also didn't notice that it was book two. So now i got to find book one. But I love this one because they do it in a Kelvin and Hobbes feel to it. The character looks and acts a lot like Kelvin and Hobbes. And, of course, he eventually gets puppy, his puppy. It's just like a Hobbes character. But actually, in here, I think the robot is more of the Hobbes character for Kelvin. But move over, Mr. Fantastic. Marvel's first family has a brand new star. Franklin Richards finally hits the big time with two Titanic graphic novel volumes collecting all his critically acclaimed one-shots. Join Franklin and his robot pal Herbie as they head into Reed's lab for all kinds of fantastic fun, amazing adventures, and more trouble than you can shake an ultimate nullifier at. This compilation is bound to bring out the kid and every reader. It collects Franklin Richards Spring Break, Not So Secret Invasion, Summer Smackdown, 
sons of geniuses. It's dark raining cats and dogs. April fools and schools out. Written by Chris Eliapoulos and Mark Sumerak and illustrated by Eliapoulos. I just, I thought for sure Bill Watertson had his hand in this. I got to look. Yeah, the editor colors, all that. Nothing in here says anything about Bill Waters, Watterson. But if you had to ask me, I would say this was definitely a ripoff of Kelvin and Hobbes. So I'm surprised that they got away with this without Bill having a part in it. But I don't care. I'm not a fan of the Fantastic Four. But I have liked everything so far that I've uh, checked out with Franklin Richards in it. I like this character way better than the rest of the family. So I'm hoping to see big things with him in the future. Hopefully we'll see him actually grow up and not stay this little child and his parents never age and all that stuff. It's like they haven't aged at all, but somehow they had a kid and the kid's like at least probably, I'm guessing, six to eight years old roughly in here. So you're basically the Fantastic Four again. The characters stay the same age. And then now they got kids, and now their kids are going to never grow old. They're going to stay the same age forever. Never going to turn into adults, probably, unless they have weird storylines with it, which sucks <clears throat> if they do that again. But I'd like to see him grow up and see what he turns into. But him and Herbie are a blast to see together his little robot friend and then when he gets his dog puppy the one of the puppies from uh uh come on what's the time traveling dog's name cosmo Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Cosmo. Now, my brain's not letting me figure it out, and I'm not finding the storyline worth his alternate version that gives him the puppy in the, from the future. But yeah, I believe it's Cosmo. That's the Inhumans dog that can... T- travel through time and space and he has a puppy and Franklin just so happens to get that puppy and he the puppy helps him with lots of his little adventures and it's it's basically it's just this is so much like Kelvin and Hobbes they just uh 
the characters all do their little things, get in their little trouble and all that stuff, just like Kelvin and Hobbes did. And it just, it's got that definite feel of those characters. And I loved it. It was a, I'm hoping to get my hands on volume one eventually or book one. I'm hoping that they just stuck with the two books because this is a, I mean, it's worth the $20. It's a long read. And I've been taking it on my walks and reading a little bit every day for the last couple of weeks. Probably two, three weeks now I've been picking at this book. Just reading a few storylines at a time. Hello, welcome to WKRB Telemarketer. How do you want to ruin my life today? If the phone doesn't keep ringing, you don't have to pick it up. (laughs) They never want to talk to us. They're such big babies. It's like, why do they keep calling if they aren't going to talk? They're just going to keep irritating me and they're just wasting their time when they could be calling someone that they could be scamming their, scamming something from their life, taking a poor old lady's medicine money away or something by talking her out of her credit card information or something. So I come home the other day and mom's like, discover called. It's like, you don't have a discover card, mom. Oh, they're, they're asking about this and this. It's like, so I thought you said you hung up. <laughs> so obviously you didn't. And you talk to them and that's why it drives me nuts if I'm not here. I got to catch those things because they will scam you if they can, even if they get your name or your age or your, that's all you really need for anybody nowadays. It's like every credit card company asks you for the credit card type, the credit card number, the expiration date and the code on the back. So there's nothing that's not out there in the world. Any employee for any of those companies as soon as you give them all that information, they have it and they can turn around and use it to do whatever and scam you. And it's like, how does that work? <laughs> how does that make it a protective item? I don't understand that. But most credit cards, if you do get identity theft, they'll sit there and cover it and take care of it for you. So you don't have to worry about that. But Definitely make sure you got that type of credit card so you don't get scammed. All right. Next one was I bought a set of Web Witch, number one to five. Has some racy covers. uh, Very sexualized covers. But this character intrigued me because it's like a half human, half super spider type character and she's got witchy powers which I mean she can control certain things with her powers but I think her powers are more strength than witch related and oh my god the there is a ton of nudity in these, a uh, ton of sexual references, and 
very interesting and unique ways that these ladies happen to shoot webs out of certain areas of their body. <laughs> and of course, they have fast reproductive systems and they're breeding with a bunch of humans trying to make superhuman spider creatures <laughs> and try and have some uh, spider king children and just basically producing all the basic fighter characters the i mean like your ant swarm you got your collectors you got your builders you got your protectors you got your reproducers same thing same concept with this you have all your different types of spider crossbreed kate characters and all kinds of things happening it's confusing to an extent because you're basically getting two stories per issue, two different looks at the Web Witch world. And it's nice because they're both complete stories that give you all kinds of information, all kinds of action, all kinds of sexual... <laughs> Sexual references and dynamics. And it's, you find out where, the, well, actually, we don't really find out. I don't, I don't remember finding out actually what, where they came from. And it's like they came to our planet because they're on search of trying to find a planet where they can build new kings and queens and design their brood from whatever planet they find to inhabit and reproduce from. We get, I don't know if we're getting a story from Matt Martin and a story from Tim, uh, Tim Vigil, I think it is. I, it makes you feel like one story is from one person, one story is from another. And that's how it feels like it's being laid out. But, yeah, this is... a very interesting story of what could be the ultimate destruction of the world. I mean, if you really looked at history with insects and everything, we find out that spiders, if they were big enough, spiders would rule the world. There's no way we could stop them. So you get human-sized spiders. We're in for some trouble. They come landing on our planet. Uh, they're pretty much going to devour our asses and use us for whatever they want. 
uh, we haven't really delved too deep into any other things this week. We've talked about most of the stuff that we've watched and checked out. We are introducing our YouTube videos now. So you can look up Under the Cull of MS on YouTube. And so far we have two unpacking videos up. I'm thinking today about putting up a My Life with MS style video just showing my daily routines and things that are going on so I can document stuff for my doctors. And that way it's easy for them to look at it if they ever have to and kind of gives me a documentation so I can kind of see how things are progressing or degressing all depending on what happens in the future you never know so could find some new medication could find some new could have luck with certain types of things along the way and that would be great but you won't know until you try it uh, I talked about the Hot Wheels Forza Horizon expansion the Redfall co-op versus vampires we talked about all that stuff I think the other day so we don't have to get into that uh, Kojima is coming to Toy Box. He did the Death Stranding. We don't know if this next one's a, another coming to Tox Box or Toy Box. I don't know. But we can't, we're not sure, but it sounds like Kojima's got another. Death Stranding style game coming out or possibly another movie. It's like you can never tell with them because Death Stranding 2 looked like it was going to be a movie. We weren't sure. Then they had the High on Life game that was very interesting during the summer, the Xbox Summer Gaming Showcase. And of course, Starfield, which is basically No Man's Sky with less planets and more shooting and it looks better than No Man's Sky in certain ways. Other ways, it looks like it's... I mean, look at No Man's Sky. It started out rough. And all of a sudden, a year later, they did a huge update and made the thing actually interesting again. And people went back to it to check it out and fell in love with it. Now they're... They've been doing regular add-ons and getting it a little bit bigger and better continuously. So it's it's a whole different concept than Starfield. But, I mean, you get that whole space exploration travel type gameplay. And then you're adding in more of a shooting basics, shooting style. I don't know if it's be considered first-person shooting style or whatever. And there's certain people in certain podcasts that get all pissy if you don't describe stuff exactly the, the way they want you to. But hey, 
not everybody sees shit the way you you look at it either. Some people may see it the way I look at it. Some may see it the way you look at it. That's why we offer these alternate uh, views so people can get those style views that they're looking for. Not everybody's not dealing with multiple sclerosis, cognitive issues. Some people are, and that's where they can benefit from getting my version of the gameplay and the game feel. Then if someone's douchey and has to have everything perfectly laid out for you, they can get your version. I mean, everybody's got their own thing. Just you gotta feel it out and see which ones you like. Whiny little bitches. <laughs> There's a high on life game, had a big time Rick and Morty feel. I almost felt like it was a Rick and Morty game, a for, com, comedic first person shooter type thing. And then all of a sudden they start talking about Rick and Morty Solar Opposites. So I don't know if they mixed the two games into the same description or what they did, but I was confused by that, but I liked everything I seen about it. All looked interesting. So I'd gladly check it out when it comes out. And then there was like a Scorn which is a disgusting horror-style gameplay, just all gooey and gross, H.R. Geiger style. And I was never a fan of the H.R. Geiger-style look, but could be interesting in a gameplay aspect. We'll have to see what comes from it. Other than that, I think we're going to end it here. With a little, if I can get it, a little Kelvin and Hobbs to end it off. Since Franklin Richards just reminded me so much of this. But let's see, I got Kelvin's my answering the phone. Hello. Mm hmm. No, thank you. I'm not interested. Hmm. No, I don't want. As I said, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I. Mm. Look, I'm not. Mm. Did it ever occur to you that I have a life beyond this sales pitch and you're intruding on it? And she goes to put down a phone all mad. There would be more civil civility in this world if people didn't take it as an invitation to walk on you. Kelvin says, I'm only civil because I don't know any swear words. <laughs> and she's dealing with those annoying telemarketers. Hold it. Wait. I need to. Achoo! Kelvin's dad sneezes and Kelvin says, wow, this is your best driver's license photo ever. Until this expires, I will be driving exactly the speed limit, he says. 
his dad says. All right, yeah, Kelvin. It's my all ticked off, dragging Kelvin down the street, down the sidewalk. He goes past his girlfriend as he's being dragged by his ma, his pillow, his bed blankets wrapped around his bed light, his telephone, his cereal box, his cereal bowl, his lunch bucket, and all the stuff in it. It's all dumped out, and he's just being dragged behind. By his ma, and then she's all crabby, and Kelvin's all Kelvin's all crabby, and his girlfriend's just looking at him. All of a sudden, his ma starts smiling. He starts jumping in sheer horror, and she goes running after him to grab him again, and picks him up, and throws him in the bus. And once he's in the bus, screaming out the window, she's like, "Whoo!" That's better. Finally got rid of the little shithead. And his girlfriend says, Did you know that nobody on our street sets an alarm clock in the morning? And Kelvin says, Shut up. <laughs> so you don't have to set an alarm clock if you live next to Kelvin because he's always going to be making noise and waking everybody up. But we'll leave that there. That's good enough. For today, and we'll get back with some health stuff right after this. Alright, let's get to the health portion segment of this show today. Like I said, check out Under the Color of MS YouTube page. I have videos on there, and today will probably be, today or tomorrow will be the first uh, health-related video I'll be putting up. Which is basically like a this is my life. Just showing what I'm doing daily to keep going. So check that out. See if you like it. Whether you like it or not, give it a thumbs up if you can. If you have to, you can give it a thumbs down. But thumbs up helps me better. <laughs> At least get some people that might enjoy the show. But rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend and all that good stuff. But how do you take your pulse? And you just go into a a Walgreens or your pharmacist, sit on the machine. Do you go into a doctor and just get it? Have your own little machine at home? There's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Basically... Your age and fitness level have a big impact on your resting heart rate. All of the following can also affect your heart rate, like temperature, body position, such as lying, sitting, or standing, emotional state, caffeine intake, certain medications, and underlying heart or thyroid conditions. One way to check it check your pulse is a radial pulse to check your pulse using this method you'll be finding the radial artery place your pointer finger and middle fingers on the inside of your opposite wrist just below the thumb don't use your thumb to check your pulse 
as the artery in your thumb can make it harder to count accurate, accurately. Yeah, it's, you'll feel that little pulse right away as soon as you hit the right spot. Once you can feel your pulse, count how many beats you feel in 15 seconds. Multiply this number by 4 to get your heart rate. For instance, 20 beats in 15 seconds equals a heart rate of 80 beats per minute. That's easy enough to figure out. And then you got the carotid pulse. To check your pulse using this method, you'll be finding the carotid artery. So carotid pulse, not carotid. <laughs> Place your pointer pointer and middle fingers on the side of your windpipe just below your jawbone. You may need to shift your fingers until you can easily feel your heart beating and then count the pulses you feel for 15 seconds. Multiply it by 4 to obtain your heart rate. Pretty much common sense. I just never thought about doing doing the 15 seconds and then multiplying. I don't agree with that because sometimes I'll have that slow thumping pulse and then it'll speed up and then slow thump and then speed up. So I always assumed that they did it for the whole minute. I didn't realize that some people were doing the 15 second thing and then multiplying it by four because then they're not getting the complete uh impact of it i don't think if you every 30 seconds or so have a slow thumping pulse in there there's the pedal pulse where you can also find your pulse on top of your foot this is called the pedal pulse place your index and middle fingers above the highest point of the bone that runs along the top of your foot. You may have to move your fingers along the bone or slightly to either side to feel the pulse. Once you have found your pulse, count the beats for 15 seconds, multiply by four, and you got your heart rate. And there's the brachial pulse, brachial pulse. Another location for checking your pulse is the brachial artery. This method is used most commonly in young children. Turn your arm so it's slightly bent and your inner arm is facing up towards the ceiling. Place your index and middle fingers along the side of your arm below the crook of your elbow on the top and the pointy part of your elbow bone on the bottom. Then move your fingers an inch up your arm. You may have to press quite firmly to feel your pulse. Once you feel it, count for 15 seconds how many beats you get. And then multiply it times four to get your heart rate. Then you can check your heart rate with an assisted device. There's a number of devices that can tell your heart rate such as an at-home blood pressure machine, 
digital fitness trackers, smartphone apps, exercise machines. The most accurate device for checking your heart rate is a wireless monitor that's strapped around your chest. It reads out a fitness tracker. It reads out to a fitness tracker tracker that's worn on your wrist. Yeah, if you can get one that fits your chest uh, decently. I know bigger people like myself have problems with a lot of them. And the digital digital fitness trackers are nice, but I don't believe when they're doing the steps and stuff, you can put them on your dog's tail and you'll get readings. You can put them on your cat, on other animals and stuff and get readings. I can sit there and move my arms and get a reading for steps. It's like, just because I'm swinging my arms doesn't mean I'm making a step. So how are you accurately getting these steps? I don't understand that. When these people are trying to get their 10,000 steps a day or whatever. But as far as blood pressure cuffs and stuff, I am partial to the wrist one, the battery-operated wrist one, and I keep the batteries up to date. And I will take it into my appointments once a year and double-check the readings, see what kind of numbers they're getting, and see if it matches up with mine, so I know whether or not mine is off, and mine's a good one that holds up. Every year when I check it, it comes out pretty damn close to the doctor's uh, ones where she, she uses the regular cuff thing that you wrap around the arm the bicep and you pump it up and do their readings so i trust mine because i get it regularly tested and that's the way to do it and they have a lot of them now that you can get they even have the wrap around cuffs that you can get that hook up right to a monitor monitoring system and stuff there's so many different ones now out there. Just look into your medical books. See if your insurance has over-the-counter products. And you can get, if they do, and you get your yearly, you know, every three months, you'll probably get like 50 or 75 bucks to spend on over-the-counter items. And they usually have some types of cuffs in there that you can buy and some other things. And that's the way to do it if you have that through your insurance. If not, you can find them for sale at Walgreens, Walmart, online, most pharmacies. I mean, you can find what you need out there. You just got to look. What should your heart rate be? Uh, norms, normal rates are based on age rather than gender, although men tend to have slightly lower heart rates than women. The ideal resting heart rate for adults is 60 to 100 beats per minute. Very fit individuals, such as athletes, have a resting heart rate below 60 beats per minute. Uh, target heart rates can be used to maximize the efficiency of your workouts, as well as to keep you safe. 
typically exercising at 60 to 85% of your maximum heart rate is most beneficial. Uh, if you do the DDP yoga program, he'll sit there and go through with you to figure out what your uh, most optimal heart rate is for working out to where you're burning actual fat calories and benefiting from. And once you know that, you can just keep an eye on it. And while you're working out, check out to see if you're hitting the, the right numbers. Uh, to calculate your estimated maximum heart rate, you can use the equation of subtracting your age from 220. So if you're like me and you're 51 from 220, that leaves you 100 and 169. Yeah, that should be right. I think that's right, 169. 30, so, yeah. So 169 for me, then your approximate Maximum heart rate, if you're 45, your approximate mass, maximum heart rate is 175 beats per minute. Mine would be 169 beats per minute for being 51. But you can then use your maximum heart rate to determine what your target heart rate is while exercising. It's like if you're... age 20 and your estimated heart rate is 200 then your target heart rate is 120 to 175 or 120 to 170 if you're 25 your estimated maximum heart rate is 195 target heart rate would be 117 to 166 and if you're 40 180 is your maximum heart estimated maximum heart rate and 108 to 153 would be your target if you're 50 170s your maximum heart rate estimated and 102 to 145 is what you're going to want to shoot for but the most accurate way to determine your true maximum heart rate and target heart rates is to participate in a graded exercise test performed by a doctor. And it's always best to talk with a doctor before beginning any new exercise program, especially if you've been sedentary or have a history of heart or lung issues. And always, anything you do, always see your doctor, especially if you're experiencing dizziness, weakness, headaches, palpitations, sudden anxiety, or chest pain. Definitely call a doctor if you're having any of those issues or go to an emergency room. But yeah, these are simple ways for you to check your heart rate and ways to follow a, a program with the keeping your heart rate at an adequate 
well-balanced, healthy workout number amount that will help you probably get the most from your workouts. Um, let's look at some natural supplements that are pretty powerful. There's berberine. It's a kind of looks looks a lot like ginger and turmeric and stuff. The root vegetables. It is a powerful supplement. For example, it drastically lowers blood sugar levels and improves most major risk factors for heart disease. Says to use it with caution and consult your healthcare provider, especially if you're currently taking any other medications. But if you want to try it, you can find it in health food stores and online. And it shows to have antibacterial effects and may protect against heart failure and cancer. Here's curcumin which is the biologically active ingredient in turmeric. It's a very powerful anti-inflammatory substance that may help fight numerous diseases. We have red yeast rice, which contains a substance that is the active ingredient in the statin drug Lovastatin. It can reduce cholesterol levels and the risk of heart attacks and death in people who already have heart disease. And garlic has a wide range of biological effects. It can lower blood pressure, improve cholesterol levels, and help fight the common cold. But Always be careful with anything that's higher potency and stuff that you're using and just watch it. If it's something that could affect something that you're taking a drug for, it might increase the effects, could cause problems, put you in the danger number range. Uh, Let's see, this is when she, should you get a colorectal, col colorectal cancer screening. They say at age 45 is what a new study recommends colorectal cancer screenings to start at. Researchers say that that's because of the increasing number of colorectal cancer cases in younger adults. And experts say obesity is a major risk factor for colorectal cancer and the country's obesity crisis makes earlier screenings even more difficult. And I didn't have to get mine till 50. It says here last year, the American College of Physicians recommended that average risk adults start colorectal cancer screens at age 50. But now they're saying a little earlier, but my pooper came out pretty good. I still wish I could have got video footage of it. I would have put that out there for you. I still, I do have some mild video of it. And so one day we may go through the poop tube 
and see what my insides look like. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I suggest going in, getting it done. When your doctor suggests, it's nothing. And they knock you out. They used fentanyl. Knocked me out instantly. Did it. Went through me. Got me out of there. Woke me up. And I felt wider awake than I was when they knocked me out. And felt great. Didn't have no pain in that area. Like I was violated. <laughs> and they said everything went great. If you want to hear about it, you can go back to some of the early under the cowl YouTubes or under the cowl podcast or under the cowl of MS podcast. I think those are the two areas that I talked about it the most. Let's see. They say colorectile cancer is on the rise. Obesity is one of the leading risk factors of colon cancer. Obesity and sedentary lifestyles are most common reasons cited. But yeah. Get your butt out there. Get it checked. Start asking your doctor about it when you're in your mid-40s and early to mid-40s. And that way you guys can run over some stuff and see if it's time for you to get checked out. I ended up getting mine done at 50, but they would have took me in a little earlier if they would have known that I had bleeding issues, and that's why we checked. And thankfully, everything came out with some minor hemorrhoid stuff that I kind of figured I'd have most of my life because it runs in the family. MS sleep disorders. Lots of us have sleep disorders. Uh... That can be because of a lot of things. It can be because of multiple sclerosis or sleep apnea. Our MS symptoms like pain, bladder dysfunction, temporary dysregulation, or temperature dysregulation, I mean, spasticity, numbness, tingling can all interfere with sleep. MS medications can cause insomnia. Uh, and steroids can definitely amp you up and cause insomnia. Uh, Disease-related behavior, anxiety, stress, all that can affect your sleep. And watch with your electronic devices, the blue light, screens and all that. You want to shut everything down like a half hour, hour before bed. They're going to call all day today. Hello, telemarketer, you're live on WKRB. How are you going to screw my live up today? 
I hung up before I even got to K on the WKRB. They're so mean. They're no fun. All right. But yeah, those computer screens and stuff, shut shut that stuff all off at least like an hour before you go to bed to get that out of your head, that blue light that can end up keeping you awake longer. Uh, Check over your medications, see if there are any that are causing you to have any type of sleep-related issues, insomnia and stuff like that. If you can't sleep, get out of bed and do something. Do not lay in bed because that's setting a pattern that in the long term is going to be a regular thing for your body and it's going to you'll end up laying in bed longer and longer without falling asleep. Then you'll start listening to things and doing computer things. And they'll end up, sorry, I'm going through a yawn fest. Every time I do this or audio versions, I yawn and burp constantly. When I do video, I don't have the problem. I don't understand why. Uh, something mentality wise, I guess. Um, going to the bathroom. If you are getting up a lot, definitely check with your doctor. Make sure you don't have something like a urinary tract infection. Make sure your medications aren't causing you to have extra bladder issues. Uh, If you need to, get on a bladder medication. I take one that I take once or twice a day, depending on what kind of day I'm having. It's helped, it's benefited, but it's also changed my bladder modes, my bladder release and all that. It's different now than what it used to be. It's like, it's more of a struggle now. And along with it, I got a got to deal with the having the body asleep from the ribs to the toes so I don't feel that area very well and so I can't tell when I'm going or how hard I'm going or stuff like that so that can be annoying too so you got to watch those things depending on what you're dealing with MS and physical wise make your sleep environment the best it can be so it's dark and quiet and comfortable use weighted blankets if that makes it easier for you to sleep i'm i love a weighted blanket but it can also make you hot in summertime so you gotta watch out for that so keep your environment dark and cool it's like i'm sitting here looking at a bunch of spiders right now that i see decided to take over my entertainment area. <laughs> That's downfall of living in a basement in a cool environment. But, uh, yeah, be careful with your technology and everything. and Just do what you can to make your environment comfy, cozy, enjoyable, better sleep means that you're going to be feeling a lot Better in the long run, and that's a good thing. Uh, 
Yeah, I think that's good enough for today. I don't want to get into this other stuff because then I'll end up having to do another segment because I'm going longer than I plan. Because I know by looking at that next stuff to talk about that I will definitely go over the four-minute mark, I would think. So we're going to end it here. I wanted to go over some things. There's so much problems with race issues right now and people hating one race over things of another race and people saying that the one race treats the other race this way and they don't treat anybody else like that. And I call BS on a lot of it. I sat and sat through a ton of different interviews and group segments and all this stuff and listen to all these people's problems what they're struggling with and guess what i had the same experiences with doctors and so have a ton of other people like me so guess what we're all the same so let's just look at each other like people like friends and help each other we're all humans We're not different races. We're not different anything. We're just humans. We're just people struggling to get answers. People trying to find things out. And we're making it worse by segregating it and saying that, well, this one's treated worse than this one. No. Bullshit. Let's look at everybody and let's get everybody treated the right way. And quit worrying about what color you are and what sex you are and what kind of family you came from and all this shit. It doesn't matter. What matters is we need to get the healthcare system all on the same boat and they have to work with us to get us the answers we need. They work for us. We don't work for them. So if you get someone that doesn't give you the answers you want, Get rid of them and find someone else. And if they tell you you can't, get a hold of me, kevintheduckpool at gmail.com. And I will help you find someone in your area that you can go to that may give you the answers that you're looking for and won't give you the negativity that you don't want. It took me over 40 years to get answers. I hear people complaining and saying I'm a bad person because it took them a year or two. It's like, hey, I would have gladly had that option. I wouldn't be going through the shit that I'm dealing with. I wouldn't be as progressed as I am. So let's just work together and get these doctors to all work for us the way they were supposed to. But I'm running out of time, so be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Get along with everybody. Kick the shit out of that monster. Put that monster down. That's the one we want to fight against, not each other. So let's get together. Let's do this. Rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe, like anything you can. Check out my YouTube channel, and we'll get back to you again sometime soon.